What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from Off Guard, and I've got some exciting news. Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi, is officially moving to our own podcast feed. We are now dropping two shows every week. Me and Pasha go way back and talk so much hoops already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on these conversations. Every week, Pasha and myself will hit on the biggest stories happening around the league. Tap into the show twice a week on our new Off Guard feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Korbeck, and we are going through our must-add players entering Week 9. Week 9, that's crazy. Here's how this works. We're going to go position by position, and we're going to each give our top pick from Waiver Wire this week for each position, but it's like waivers. Only one of us gets that player. The rest of us, trivia tiebreaker, and then whoever loses has to pick other guys. You'll figure it out. It's not very complicated. Four teams are on by. Denver Broncos, Detroit Lions, San Francisco 49ers, Jacksonville Jaguars, so the top two running backs in the season, McCaffrey and Travis Etienne, are on bye. Three of the top seven tight ends are on bye. George Kittle, Evan Ingram, Sam Laporta. Half the top eight, if you include Darren Waller, having a hamstring injury. Receivers, Amonra, Ayuk, that's kind of it. And then quarterback, DK, if you have a quarterback, one of these teams, you're probably out already. So probably doesn't matter that much. But we can go through, it. before we start real quick, if you're listening, email us trivia questions, ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. And you can just put trivia in the subject. Remember, put a number in the answer. The answer has to be a number. We have to get right in order. DK's Danny B. Kelly on Twitter. I'm Danny underscore Heifetz. Danny Heifetz on Instagram. Craig is at Craig Horlbeck. Just jumping right in. No Let's further do ado. DK. Yeah. Let's do it. Week nine. Running back. Number one running back ad of the mm. week. I feel like it's a particularly bad week for running backs for basically all positions, actually. But I'm going to start with Chuba Hubbard for the Panthers, who just barely gets in. Under our typical benchmark, uh, well, he's a little bit over, but we decided to include him here, and he's basically taken over the Panthers' backfield. What do you guys think? I, I have, I tentatively have Shuba Hubbard as well. I don't know. There's nothing inspiring though about having like the one right. A in the Panthers' backfield. But look, Miles Sanders was hurt in Week Six, then they had a bye, and then they came back, and it was kind of Shuba Hubbard's backfield straight up. I mean, Miles Sanders had two carries for zero yards. So like part of me is like, is Miles Sanders still hurt getting worked back into things? Or is this just like Shuba Hubbard's backfield now? Because prior to uh, week six, you know, Miles Sanders is getting like 15 to 18 touches a game. You think that's just gone? This week, uh, Shuba Hubbard played on 40 snaps compared to Miles Sanders 12. So 
it seems like at least for right now, he's dominating the, the actual snaps. It's not even like a one, a one B thing. It's like, it's his backfield for now. What do you think? Heifetz? I think prior to week six, I don't think the Niners had lost and Brock Purdy was still undefeated as a starting quarterback. So shit I, changes. Know, shit changes. So <laughs> I know I'm with DK. I think uh, he, look, is it an inspiring starting running back? No, but my mm-hmm. Barber's straight up a starting running back on waivers. That just doesn't happen very often. Like it also, he was in when the game mattered. He got the goal line carries and he got the two minute drill with the game on the line. So like, it's not cool, but like you just get a starting running back for free. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd like to reiterate, not a lot of good choices out there right now. Some people maybe would have gone with like a Zach Charbonnet or a Royce Freeman. It's like a Domino's. I know in free ads, et cetera, but like Dom, it's like, it's still pizza. <laughs> right. I, I won't be upset if I, if I get second or third here. Cause I, I think there's not, there's a lot of parody in the running back waiver wire right now. Mm. Okay. Well, I chose a very important, like I wanted like a heady, you know, big topic for this first waiver because it's so important. So this one's from Josh. Hold on. Hold Whoa. on. You do this every time. Oh, yeah, Greg sorry. has got to do the know. thing first. And we'll even though thing. it's uninspiring, you still have to, to bang the gong. It is yeah. the Chuba Hubbard showdown time. Woo. It's from Josh. 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 Okay, so we were on the show. We were talking about how Tyson Bajan had last lost to the Colorado School of Mines. And then we thought it was funny. There was a Colorado School of Mines. But then we got like mm-hmm. dozens of emails of people being like, wow, we thought you were talking about mimes. Like mm-hmm. the School of Mimes, like acting with no voice. So Josh asks, how many mime schools are there in the world? <laughs> wow. At any Incredible level. question. I know, right? <laughs> It's crazy I'm that shocked. there's an answer to this. I, I, guess I was just going to say, I can't believe somebody's <laughs> counted and, and that exists on the internet. Yeah. How many mimes Mime schools are there schools. in the world? Mime. Yeah. Dude, I have no idea. How many are there in California? Uh, <laughs> I think 90% of them are in California, Craig. Is there like a thousand or like two? Like, I really don't know. Like, <laughs> Is there like the Juilliard of mime schools? There is. The, Probably. the other question I was considering, shout out Kurt, who said, how much does it cost to receive a three-year certification at the, I'm going to get this wrong because it's French, the Collet International de Mime Corporal Dramatique, which is the best mime school in the world in Paris. Right. And it was course. the, how much does it cost to attend the, uh, it's like the MIT of Harvard, of uh, mimes. So is there a world where, like, is there a part of the, the world where like miming is like prestigious and something that you would seek out? <laughs> Paris, well, Paris yeah. yeah. So like people <laughs> are like, impre- if you're a mime in Paris, it is a big deal. And you're like, I, wow. I mean, yeah. yeah Arbonita fish. It depends. Big. I think it depends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm ready. I think. Shit. I know. I, is it, is there like a mime guild kind of like in Arrested <laughs> Development? It's like, we demand to be taken seriously. Is there a patron saint, but you can't like pray to him because, or her, because you know, mimes. Okay. Three. Two, one, one hundred. Three hundred fifty. <laughs> Why is Heifetz guessing? Are you? I forgot that you were in this. Oh yeah, All no one asked me, but I, okay. I went Shuba Hubbard as well. Okay. Uh, so I said three. I said a hundred. You said nine. Yeah. And yes. then Craig said three fifty. What's the answer? That <laughs> was so off. Uh, the answer is. Oh no, that's a different question. It costs six thousand dollars, six thousand euro to go to the school. I, okay. Uh, the like answer is thirty. 30. So that's 30. it? There's yes. only 30 mime 30 schools? in the world. <laughs> I think that actually makes sense. <laughs> okay, so Heifetz wins. I get you, Craig Hubbard, got, even though no one asked. Craig got last. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, this is what I wanted. It's tough. All right, DK, next up. So I get Chuba Hubbard on I don't waivers. want Chuba Hubbard, to be honest. I think there's two other guys here, at least, that I want to talk about. I'm going to go with, I guess, Zach Charbonnet for the Seahawks, who at the very least is a really high upside handcuff stash. Um, in this last week, he rushed fi- five times for 53 yards. He actually outsnapped Kenneth Walker 30 to 24. Um, I don't think I can be truly unbiased about this, but I do suspect this this disparity was because Kenneth Walker missed like multiple practices this week with a calf injury, and they just decided to use much more of a rotation this week and to make sure they don't like re-injure that calf, even though Kenneth Walker was off the injury report. Um, so people that think this is like an ascension of Zach Charbonnet, I think that could be a little bit of a red herring. But at the end of the day, this is insurance in case it actually is. And I think if if Walker were to go down, like Charbonnet absolutely should be on your bench regardless. So um, I'm going to go with Zach Charbonnet for the Seahawks. All these options are gross. Long term, I would go Tajay Spears in case Derrick Henry is traded. But traded, for next which week, sounds like he might not be. I know they said they said they've like heard offers, but they're not. Regardless, you'll know that, before you put waivers in because the deadline's four Eastern on Tuesday for the trade yeah. deadline. So if Derrick Henry's traded, obviously Tajay Spears would probably be like the number one there guy for all of us. There you go. But if he's not, then you'll know. I'm going to go with the guy who got 20 carries last week. I'm going to go with Amari DeMarcado for the Cardinals. Yeah. I think that DeMarcado is undoubtedly better for this week. And I think Charbon is probably better as a stash long-term. But I think for this week, that's definitely the one for if you're desperation. Damien, Damien Williams, their other running back, hurt his foot and did not return. So DeMarcado got 20 carries. Um, they're playing the Browns, which isn't great. But and they have Keontae Ingram, who's playing a little bit more on like two-minute drills and stuff like that. But look, the DeMarcado's getting 20 carries. You, you got to take it. Yeah, he's been dominating the backfield when uh, when James Conner's been out. When is when is James Conner due back? Do we, ha- do so we he, even know one more week. really what he's, his One more week is. he's on IR. On IR okay. for sure for at least one more week, but also that doesn't necessarily mean you're coming off IR and just getting your right. full workload. So I think DeMarcado, if you actually are like, I don't know who my running back will be this week, that's the guy. But also I yep. don't know if by the time we get to Thanksgiving, he'll... What a steal. Roster. Last pick in this in this draft, and I got DeMarcado? Nice. <laughs> so steal. I will say the other one that neither you took, which I'm stunned, if you don't need someone for this week, but you want someone to be real, dude, Leonard Fournette just signed with the Bills. And well, that's why I, you're not that's why you're why are you stunned if this is if this exercise is for next week? I'm just saying, like I I, I don't know. Would you rather have Zach Charbonne or Lenny Fournette right now? Sharp Charbo. But we're just kind of like, oh, we got the five carries and that I'm was very dubious that Leonard Fournette's going to do anything. Let me put it that way. I think I he's think that he'll be, the be third string running back on the Bills. Good in the annoying way. Like he'll mm. be good in the completely unpredictable way, but I also think he will kind of be weirdly relevant down the stretch because I feel like the Bills don't like James Cook as their goal line running back, and that Latavius Murray. I think he's has even like he's gotten a couple touchdowns in, but he's also just been stuffed a lot, and he's also the literally oldest oldest running back in the NFL, Latavius Murray, and Damian Harris is the second injury, so I think the Bills are kind of looking at it like. Are we literally counting on after James Cook, the oldest running back in the league? And I think Fournette's just going to like, I think it's going to become this like weird trio, a goal line down the stretch of Josh Allen, Fournette and James Cook. And he'll just be like weirdly relevant. But you're right. He's not, he's not like Leonard Fournette anywhere anymore, but. Uh, I mean, there's also like a couple other guys for people with deeper leagues. Roshan Johnson is coming back. I think they were working him back in. Although Deontay Foreman looks solid. Devin Singletary is kind of splitting with Damian Pierce now in Houston. Got uh, mm-hmm. double-digit touches last week. They're playing the Bucks this week. And then, uh, you know, Pierre Strong, if anybody on the Browns ever gets hurt, Pierre Strong's solid. But it's it's not it's not great. Uh, I think uh, back pool. the other guy I had on my list was Royce Freeman. If if 
Daryl Henderson is still out there. I think he's another guy um, potentially add, but he's he's a big waiver wire guy last weekend. But um, Freeman is basically splitting carries and snaps and touches for the most part with Henderson. And I think he's actually looked a little bit better. So the Rams offense is going to be a mess if Matt Stafford can't play. But at the same time, uh, these guys are splitting snaps basically. So he's like a desperation type guy. Wide receiver, DK. I, I I think to start, Jahan Dotson is probably too rostered in too many leagues for us to count him for this, but I feel like a lot of people did cut him, like anecdotally, just in the leagues I'm in. Like, Dotson's been cut. So can we all agree that if Jahan Dotson's available, he's the number one priority of the week, just acquire Jahan Dotson? Like, yeah, he's about he's like a little over 50% rostered in both ESPN yeah. and Yahoo. He just had the best game so of the season. He had like 108 yards and a touchdown. Like, if Dotson's been dropped, I would go get him. But if assuming Dotson's not available, right. DK, who's your top receiver entering this week? Uh, I'm going to go back to the well with Demario Douglas, Pop Douglas for the Patriots, who leads the team in snaps and target rate the last couple of weeks. And Kendrick Bourne hurt his knee. So he's like, Torres kind of ACL. Well, Torres yeah. hurt his knee. Torres ACL, Kendrick Bourne's down for the season. Right. So, it's- so Douglas is sort of the de facto top option in this offense now. I think obviously there's, you know, uh, Devontae Parker still out there and a couple other guys, Juju Smith Schuster, still playing. But he's to me looked like their best offensive weapon. Um, other than Ramondre Stevenson. So, yeah, going with Pop Douglas. Again, I, I what I love about Pop Douglas more than anything is it sounds like he played with Beatty Feathers on the 34 <laughs> Chicago Bears. Yeah, yeah. Just Beatty Feathers. By the way, oh my God, I forgot to tell you guys. We got an email from Dan Feathers, who is oh. Beatty Feathers is like, Dan is great. His grandfather's cousin was Beatty Feathers and he emailed us. No way. Oh, he he wow. like listens to the show and he couldn't believe that we mentioned Beatty Feathers. Did we say Beatty correctly? Did he mention? Uh, he didn't correct us, so I feel like, yeah. yes. Beatty. Beatty Feathers, first thousand yard rusher, and he would have won the Heisman, but they hadn't invented the Heisman trophy yet. Damn. <laughs> so, Beatty. Beatty and Pop Douglas. I like Pop Douglas. It's a good ad. Is that yours, Ivitz? No, actually, it's Rashid Shahid for the Saints, because at the end of the day, he had three catches for 153 yards and a touchdown. And I'm like, when Rashid Shahid does anything, it's 20 points. And also, did you know that he's the 26th top uh, 26th receiver in the year in fantasy? He's Rashid Sheed's literally between Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle in fantasy points so far. I went with Douglas because I, you know, it was between those two, but Sheed is like when it rains, it pours. And it's cool. You know, it's like he, he basically has had three games 16, 17, and 22 points. The other games, five, three, six, four. So Pop Douglas is, I think, the safer option, especially now with yep. Bourne gone. I mean, He's second on the team in targets, catches, and yards, all behind Bourne. So I'm going with Douglas just because, like, if I want a guy who's going to get five catches for 60 yards, I think it's Pop Douglas. But, yeah, if you want to shoot for the moon, Rashid Shahid. I, I think I'm also bitter because I added Rashid Shahid, like, three weeks ago during a bye week, thinking maybe it would be the week, and it was his worst week of the year. So now I'm like, fuck Shahid. Yeah, it's if you play but him, I'm going then you can't Douglas. take him back. It just colors yeah. your perception. He's one of my favorite players, like, legitimately. He's he is so explosive, and every time it feels like every time they throw in the ball, something good happens. And then the coaches, much to my disdain, as you guys know, don't really understand coaching. He played 27% of the offensive snaps for the Saints. Well, there's a lot game. of players on the Saints. It's like you got Michael Thomas <laughs> and Olave and Kamara and Taysom Hill and Juwan Johnson. It's like there's a lot yeah. of guys to feed. He's still, I, I mean, they're still running uh, Lynn Bowden out there because he's going to block it. Like, th- this is just like a massive rotation at receiver. I, I feel like Shahid is just better straight up than Michael Thomas at this point in time, but they're not going to play him because I think the coach came out and said after the game, it's like, oh, yeah, he's, he's still a work in progress, but it's exciting, isn't it? It's like, dude, he's the guy on your team is like making huge plays every single game, it feels like. Maybe play him. More. Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is having a weird year. He, he is having the most consistent season I think I've ever seen from a player. 
every single week, he is like almost exactly five catches for 50 yards. <laughs> yeah. It's remarkable. Like he is the most dependable eight points in fantasy football. Wow. He's just the new Sterling Shepard. Look right at his stat line. It's like Daryl Hodge. Wow. It really it's is. Like if you look at it, it's five for 60, incredible. seven for 55, six for 50, four for 53, four for 65, five for 45, three for 42, four for 68. Like he is the same every week. <laughs> I'd say vanilla, but we just had a whole thing and how vanilla is actually a really exotic and finicky plant that's incredibly hard to come by. Yeah, if vanilla ice cream was pink, everybody would think about it differently. But Well, maybe Michael Thomas is like vanilla because vanilla is kind of like, yeah, I'm going to bounce and just not you know, do anything for a few years. That seemed like the vibe. Mm, I don't know what vanilla is. That's a good. We should think of who the vanilla fantasy football player is. It's somebody who nobody appreciates, but it's secretly awesome. Every year. Like it? Ooh, that's good. But he hasn't been all that great this year. Oh, this year's vanilla as an actually incredible and everyone loves it, but gets a bad rap. Jacoby Myers. Yeah. Yep. Ooh. That's great. So Heifetz and I are doing Pop Douglas. No, All it's right. Craig and you. No, me, me and you. Craig and I are doing Pop Douglas. Showdown time, Craig. It is the Pop Douglas Showdown time. It's from Raheel. 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 So we were talking on the show about the Dolphins being fast, but then Craig called the Rams the slow Dolphins. Anyway, Raheel sent that email because of this. How fast could a Dolphin swim 40 yards? <laughs> okay, what would the 40-yard dash time be for Dolphin? But if it were swimming? We do a miles per hour or knots? Oh, God. <laughs> what leaks? <laughs> what is a knot? Also, uh, don't they have knots on boats? Why would you call something else? Like, knots are so essential to boats. Why would you measure it in knots? Yeah, that's a... That's a whole other question. I think not stands for nautical mile, right? Oh, yes. So it's a knot. Not like, not like not. tying a knot. So a knot is like an <laughs> N-A-U-T? Yeah, but it's, well, but yeah. Oh, but that it makes it, way it, more it, sense. That, no, but I think they do shorten it K-N-O-T-S. They do shorten it to K-N-O-T. But yeah, it's not <laughs> it, is, it is needlessly confusing. I do you think dolphins use the same metric system as us? <laughs> anyway, how fast would a dolphin we're go? Gonna, we're going to answer in it's miles in per seconds. hour, or, sorry, but you know what? I, what is the difference between a nautical mile and a, and a non-nautical mile? That's what I don't get. It's a unit of length used in air, marine, or space navigation for the definition definition of territorial waters. Oh my god! This, there's so much math in the definition. Like like one nautical mile is equal to one point one five statute mile per hour. Oh, like okay. one that nautical mile up. per hour is one point one five. But like, why are they different? I don't really understand that. I mean, I assume there's a reason, but I, I don't know. I, because space moves, it's different on water, Craig, obviously. It's different. What is, what is, just it? <laughs> Things are different in water, though. I'm just kidding. We're talking about water. You know, like, like we have all these global telecommunication systems that we can contact anyone in the world with satellites and, you know, internet. So you go 30 meters under the water, none of that works. You can't even, like, nothing works. Water. It's wild. Anyway, you guys have to guess. Okay. I have a follow-up. Okay, so how many it, seconds? It, how, what how would many a dolphin would it take? 40 yards dash swim be? Is a dolphin yeah, stop for, like starting from a stop position? or is it That's just what swimming? I was going to ask. Yeah. Is this a zero to 60 situation or is it it's at top speed for 40 yards? It's a zero to 60, like a 40-yard dash. So they know how quickly a dolphin goes from zero up to whatever <laughs> well, and how long? They, they actually, they, the they actually sent along an entire page of methodology <laughs> if you'd like to cross-traffic. He sent an iPhone um, note, the two different screenshots of how he did the math. I'm glad All we're right. researching this. Um, okay. All I right. Got a, I got a number in mind. I guess I do too. <laughs> okay. Three, two, one. 
2.5. Oh, oh we both said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my, that's what incredible. do we do now? We, do we do another question? Well, let, what's the answer first? The answer what's is 2.21. Oh, wow. damn. Wow. Dolphins are fast as fuck. I was like, how fast is a dolphin? It's probably twice as fast as Tyree Kill. They probably run like what? Four, they probably swim like 40, 45 miles an hour is my guess. So yeah, I just yeah. cut it, it to Tyreek's 40 time kind of in half. <laughs> All right, we'll do another question. I, this Halloween inspired. This one's from Tyler. 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 In honor of uh, Halloween, how many dogs were convicted in the Salem witch trials? Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I know, right? Convicted I read of that being question. like witches? Like, I, I, that's a good, I don't know. Maybe it was conspiracy. Or accused or, or convicted. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, convicted, but I don't know what they were. How many charged dogs? With. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know if the dogs were witches or if they were merely aiding and abetting the witches. Or hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Salem witch trials. Were, how long did those last? Was it, was it like a couple months? Well, I think it was before the uh, um, like the amendment for a speedy trial. So I, I don't know. Um. Okay. I got a number also, what does that have to do with how many dogs were convicted? Well, because if the Salem witch trials were 10 years long, I would years. guess more dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the like, volume was it, of was dogs was like, goes was up it, precipitously. Was it two months or was it three, two years? I don't know. <laughs> what, the dogs are like putting on this whole defense of like... Was there one trial? That's what oh, I'm yeah. well, it, it says, oh, I, oh, I see? see what you're saying. No, there were many trials. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So I'm like, if That's it was 15 plural. trials versus 1,500 trials. Got it. All right. I'm going to, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll get a number. I'm ready. Three, two, one. Fifteen. Four. The answer is two. Two dogs were convicted. Okay. Let's go. Those poor dogs. God damn. I know. What? Yeah. What <laughs> were the dogs so convicted awful. of? I mean, also the women. That sucks. Well, I know. But well. I, you're right. You're right. That's fair. In my head, I'm like, <laughs> these dogs have no say in the matter. But like, I, the people kind of did neither. Right. <laughs> but like, the dogs quite literally couldn't defend themselves. <laughs> the dogs were accused of being witches or at least familiar. So they were just like tying bricks to familiars. dogs and tossing them in the water. Wait, what the familiar is like, what's uh what's the show? The the vampire show. No, with the the ones where they all live in Staten Island, DK, that you put me on? With the oh, Taika yeah, Waititi. What the fuck is that called? Um What oh, we do in the shadows. shadows. It's like Guillermo's yeah. a familiar. That's what the dogs got accused of, like being a familiar. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, uh, um, okay, so Craig wins. Anyway, yeah, what were we talking about? Receivers, yeah. So I get Pop, High Fits gets Rashid Shahid, DK. You have third pick oh, here. Shit. Um, all right, I'm gonna go with. Uh, let's see. There's a number of players I want to talk about here, but I'm gonna go with Khalil Shakur <laughs> for the Bills as a speculative ad here. He basically doubled his season eye and snap rate this week, 66, percent six catches, 92 yards. Um, and the big deal here, I think, is that the Bills are playing 11 personnel a lot more, which means they're going to they're gonna line up with the slot receiver on the field a lot. Um, Dawson Knox is on IR, and that's not going to change for a few weeks at least. And so we can see the Bills, who have been playing 11 personnel really like 75% of the time the last few weeks, uh, really kind of lean on that. And so if Shakura has really broken out here, he's a guy that I really liked coming out of the draft. He looks good. Ago, so, yeah. I, to me, it's like they keep, they're looking for guys to step up. Um, and I think Shakur has done that in limited action. So he's he's more of a speculative guy right now, but I'm kind of excited about what he could do. 100%. Also, the Bills play the Bengals this week. So, I mean... Game of the year. Yeah. Game, <laughs> actually, though. But the Shakir, fifth rounder out of Boise State, and he's in his second year. And to your point, DK, I think he absolutely stepped up. He also, like, he's shifty, but he was, like, pretty physical last week. Like, I was yeah. impressed. 
with how he played. And I, I think you're absolutely right. Like Kincaid got a little and golden sh- Tate to him. Oh, wow. Opinion. I like that. Yeah. It's like good after the catch. Tough. I had him on my list too. I will also throw out, I want to throw out a bunch of stashes mm-hmm. that you couldn't drag me to put in my lineup this week with wild horses. But I kind of think down the stretch, I think it's a bunch of like younger dudes just in the spirit of how many years in a row have we said, sometimes you have to forget the first two months of the season and understand that a 22, 23, 24 year old guy might just explode out. The, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And a couple guys in situations that I'm intrigued. Jonathan Mango received for the Panthers. He was a yeah. top 40 pick in the draft. Panthers were a mess for the first six weeks or so, but 62 yards last week, not a lot, but it was as highest of the season. Adam feeling older, like he's had an incredible first half of the season, but wouldn't exactly be shocking if the 39th pick in the draft Mango um, just kind of, really comes on as the Panthers true number one down the stretch. Michael Wilson for the Cardinals, rookie receiver to Stanford. He had a couple good games earlier this year, but it's like Kyler Murray coming back, not this week, but probably week 10. I don't know what's going to happen, especially if Marquise Brown were to get traded on Tuesday. And then also Quentin Johnson of the Chargers, just because Josh Parma hurt his knee again, and who knows. But the other one, I'm kind of just purely in case Will Levis is good. Traylon Burks for the Titans, Ooh, just in case. Yeah. Like he, he, he was out for like a month. He came back last week. He didn't do anything. I would not play him. But like is a first round pick, and uh, if anything happens to Hopkins, trade or injury, like I could, it would not at all surprise me if Traylon Burks was like yeah. essential down this stretch. Burks actually had like a fifty yard catch, and he was out of bounds by like a blade of grass, and it was really yeah. nice. So I'm, those are guys that I would just monitor if you have the luxury of space. I like that. I've okay. Hyvitz, Did you mention Quentin Johnston on the Chargers? I did because you blocked oh, okay. it out because your boy Josh Palmer hurt his knee, and you guys just like you know repress all just, negative yes. Josh Palmer and came so back sad. in the game inexplicably. Just writhing around on the ground in pain. They're like, Let, the you know what? We're up 14 against the Bears. Let's put him back in. <laughs> this is the Heifetz rule in action again. If you don't remember a couple of years ago, Heifetz, I think, pointed this out. It's like the worse an injury looks, the more likely he's to come back in the game. And then when they don't look bad at all, it's like, oh, that's a season ender. Um, yeah, the it DeAndre looked really Johnson. bad. He got, he got like rolled up on, dragged down from behind. And it was like, oh, God, he was in a lot of pain. He, he couldn't put any pressure on his knee. And then, like, a few plays later, he came back in. <laughs> Did you mention, I again, sorry, I, I, I kind of blocked everything you said out. Did you mention Marvin Mims? I didn't, but, yeah, he's a good, he's definitely been cut. He's going to be the guy who's on most people's teams. And, well, I mean, there's also still a chance that Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton get traded, so. Yeah. That's a good call, yeah. If either of them move, Marvin Mims would definitely be on this. That's a, that's a really good call. Um, also, I will say, I feel like in general, our lives have probably been lived a thousand times. There's very little unique about our lives, but every now and then we get the chance to say a sentence that's never been said. I can't believe we just threw out the sentence. Wow. Those poor dogs and those seal and witch trials. Anyway. All right. I guess I'll get Khalil Shakir. Like that shit's <laughs> never been said ever. <laughs> this is like score. The score got me of podcasting. Yeah, like- <laughs> score got, sentence score got me. We came up with that when we anyway, were like reading, yeah. the university of Texas, like recruiting coordinator who had the monkey and we were like, wow. All right. So this whole assassin, <laughs> Thank you, Paul Assassin and Mariah Carey. Paul Assassin, like, right, wow, I forgot. Uh, wow, that's good, though. Sentence, email us to Ringer Fantasy Football Gmail about sentence. Those score, poor dogs at the Salem Witch Trial. Anyway, yeah. Khalil Anyway, Shaker. Bills, Bengals, game of the year. <laughs> hey, babe, what'd you do at work today? Well, uh, the, a dolphin runs a, four, uh, a 2-2-40 time. They killed two dogs in the Salem Witch Trials, and uh, I got Pop Douglas. Yeah, <laughs> you know there's a pyramid at the that's a Bass Pro Shops in Memphis, it's Tennessee. It's like the third biggest pyramid in the world. <laughs> and it's a, it's bigger than the real ones. <laughs> you know, sharks it's a were before trees. Marvel. Oh man. Anyway, Zach Ertz is on IR, but that really is what our job is like. Uh, okay. 
Also, score gone, you don't know, is when there's a score in the NFL that's never been done before. It's actually yeah. Which happened this week. Cowboys Rams, 43-20. It, some, it seems to happen that, every what? week, which I don't understand. Yeah. Wait, that's a score gone, no way. Yeah, uh, Scott Hansen did a whole thing on it on Red Zone, 43-20. Oh, I missed it. That's, that's such a not weird one. I know. It's an ordinary score, you'd think. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Tight ends. DK, number one tight end entering this week. Man, this is actually a good week for tight ends, but I'm going to go with Trey McBride for the Cardinals. Um, Yeah, Trey McBride, 14 targets, 10 catches, 95 yards and a touchdown. I think that speaks for itself. That's all you need to say. I went with Trey McBride as well. I remember liking your scouting report of Trey McBride coming. He went to Colorado State. Yeah. Where is he from? He looks good. Like a couple athletic. years ago, he was the second rounder. He's he's really, really productive. He was like his leading, his team's leading receiver. There was one game where I think where he had like all their catches in one game. Um, so yeah, he's he's good. He's dynamic. We're spoiled because he's like coming on like a normal tight end and all the other rookies this year are like right. immediately good. But like Trey McBride could still very well be great. He, like this is only his second year and he's coming on week eight. Like this is kind of normal. Yeah. I mean, this is the typical, I think like trajectory. Yeah. Trajectory that a tight end would be on. It's like third year. Maybe they start to break out. But like this, you could see it coming. He was he was flashing. I think we've talked about him in the past. Like for the first like five or six weeks of the season, he was the number like three uh, tight end according to PFF's grading like he was definitely flashing but he was stuck playing alongside Zach Ertz who can't move can't break a tackle he's like 30 something years old coming off an ACL and then of course Zach Ertz got hurt he's on the IR now which opened up <laughs> Trey McBride to, DK just wants to old yeller Zach Ertz yeah he, absolutely right I do I, they should have <laughs> traded him way before the season started <laughs> sorry it's like this is a one in six team what are we fucking doing here why does it matter if Zach Ertz is playing like maybe develop your young players. I mean, you they all, they beat the Dallas Cowboys and should have beat That's the it. Giants. Okay, they they're one in like, six. Heifetz. I'm what just are saying we they were trying to win. Yeah, well, know. they're not they're not succeeding very often. One out of seven tries. You know, um, maybe you know, give your young players a chance to go out there and learn. It's just a thought. It's just a just an idea I had, and turns out when they did. 10 catches, 95 yards. Touchdown. Well, the only note I'll have is that the, does it scare you at all that he had six catches for 74 of those yards in the fourth quarter when it was like the game is out of hand or is that just even make you more we're, so? We're talking about the Cardinals like here. So typical game script for the Cardinals. Uh, just, yes. just checking. It's kind right, of so exactly what I want. McBride? Yeah, you don't? I have Taysom Hill. Let's go. I'm, I'm, this is, you know why? It's in, in this life we have 
all we can really ask if you're really streaming tight ends is I just hope this guy scores a touchdown and maybe you're right. And that Trey McBride will go beyond that. But I'm like, if we're actually just going to be touchdown dependent on somebody, the streaming guys, I'm like, I'll just take the guy who's functionally the goal line quarterback for a team. Like yeah. he's just kind of like, I'll, you know what? He gets to drive when they're inside the 15 yard line. I don't like, even he mind is, it. This I like, is why we, I like Taysom here. When DK, DK, you were so right to point out last week when we did this conversation, you're like, well, Jawan Johnson's back. He's going to run routes. And the reason that I was like fine with it and still am is it's not going to happen every week, but it doesn't for any tight end. But the difference is he's the offense inside the 10. It's like Taysom and Kamara and everyone else is just kind of there. And that 99 fullback, the defensive tackle, they keep putting next to Taysom Hill, which is hilarious. <laughs> is that Kalen Saunders? Who is that? I can't remember. Yeah, I think, I don't know. It's Keisha Phillips for all I know. Just 99. But anyway, I just, I just want a goal line quarterback as my tight end. It seems cool. Um, yeah, I think it's good. He's a little bit, he's going to be a little boomer bust, obviously, but I do agree with you that he's, he's like getting more opportunity to score touchdowns than pretty much any other tight end at this point. I think I'd argue by the, the nature of this chaotic position. I think Taysom Hill is probably the biggest boomer bust streaming option at tight end ever. Cause he's like a quarterback. And in theory, if Derek Carr got hurt, he would just play. It feels like we've been doing the Taysom Hill dance for like six years now. How long have we yeah. been doing this? For every year we talk about Taysom Hill. Like when was his best year? Like I, I feel like he has the same year every year, but the there year must he got be the some fake one hundred and forty million dollar contract was pretty <laughs> probably his banner year. For one of the seven he years much, he spent in college. Since twenty twenty, he pretty much has between three hundred and fifty and five hundred and fifty rushing yards a year, five to seven touchdowns. Not bad. All right. So wow, this is three straight where it's just you two for the tri- oh no, like two straight. We just you two do the trivia. It is the Trey McBride. Welcome to the show, Trey. Showdown time. Hit me, Heifetz. All right, this is from Taylor. Taylor Swift. While Falcons coach Arthur Smith may be a lame Nepo baby, his Mm. father was a badass who did two tours in Vietnam before starting FedEx in 1971. Wow. And by 1973, uh, Fred Smith was running out of cash while trying to save his new FedEx company. So he stopped over to Las Vegas to play blackjack kind of like the end of the hangover and Fred Smith's winnings on that trip were wired back to FedEx to save the company and get FedEx over their funding crisis. How much money did Fred Smith win at the blackjack table to save FedEx? Uh, full disclosure. I think I know this. Okay. So this, I think like- it's like 20 grand. DK. Is that right? You just price it right. It's ass. Well, I'm saying like, I've, <laughs> yeah, I've no, heard no, this no, story no, before. It's 27. So- yes. Yeah, 27. Yeah. All right. Want a new trivia? Pretty cool story though of him just like risking it all. Yeah. All right, fine. That. You want to take it up a level? If Regular you know this? Kloist box over here. Yeah. <laughs> it's really... Fred Smith. What's his name? Fred? Fred. Fred Smith. Sure. Also, Loki was one of the original people who added Dan Snyder. Just was like, I'm tired of this guy. Fred Is that Smith? right? Well, he was a minority owner in in the Commanders, or at the, you know, Commanders in all previous versions, because FedEx Field. And then mm. he, he was like, I'm selling. And then it's a whole thing. Why is Arthur Smith an NFL coach? Why Why would well, you pick like the good. most stressful job in the world? I think what's funny is you're like, <laughs> I love Ryan Tannehill. He's underrated. And like Arthur Smith was the one who just like resuscitated his career. Is Fred Smith like a big dude? Arthur Smith is kind of a load. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, I Googled Fred Smith height and it said 1.73 meters, which I found incredibly unhelpful. But also, I think it's the wrong Fred Smith. Frederick W. No, no, right Smith. One. Okay. Arthur Smith played football, right? In in college. Yeah. Where did he play? What did he do? Uh, he uh, there's Georgetown Prep because we got we have a listener who 
played on his football team and they literally were the Falcons. They had a terrible quarterback and just ran the ball 50 times a game and went undefeated every year. I see I see his uh, UNC page here. He's 6'4", 283 in college, Arthur Smith. 283? 1 of 10. Yeah. 1 of 10 kids, man. <laughs> Damn. Okay, do you guys want a trivia question? Yeah, sure. All right, if you know this one off the top of your head, Craig, I'll be pretty impressed. How many states in the United States do not currently have a Long John Silver's restaurant? <laughs> well, I've been to all of them, so I should know this. Um, have you been to every state like or my, every Long John Silver's? This is my Graceland. I'm joking. I've never, not <laughs> only have I never John been to a Silver's. Long John Silver's, there's a decent chance I've never seen one. There's a Long John, there's an old Long John Silver's restaurant in Bellingham, the town where I live, where it's like got like this big sign and it looks like a ship kind of, but then it's turned it like it was, it's not, it's not been a Long John Silver's for like decades. And now who's it's keeping like, them they, in business? I think it's a yarn store now. Yarn? You buy <laughs> like, yarn? You can buy yarn there. Yarn? The fact that yarn was a better business than Long John Silver's. <laughs> what? What is, is the overlap of their demographics? <laughs> it's a yarn. So it's store. how many states do not have a Long John Silver's, correct? Yes. All right. I got a number. Oh, Jesus. Okay. DK? Yeah, sure. Three, two, one. 30. Nine. Wow. Craig really rocked DK on this one. The answer is 13. Let's go. 13 uh, states don't have a Long don't John Silver's. Idaho, Hawaii. <laughs> That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Alaska, North Dakota, Wisconsin, Maine, Rhode Island, Montana, Delaware, Vermont, Utah, Mississippi, and South Dakota. Wow. It's kind of like no- I cannot remember the last time things. I saw a Long John Silver's. Well, <laughs> there's some joke that's like, someone asked me once, like, would you rather, you know, do this or, you know, slurp up the liquids out of a Long John Silver's <laughs> dumpster? And I remember thinking it was the best would you rather I'd ever heard in my life. Who's Long John? I was I was just about to say, is that a real person? And I just looked it up, and apparently he's a character from Treasure from Island. Treasure Island, yeah. Didn't know that. All right. Has more than 10,000 employees. He's also the antagonist. I've never seen or read Treasure Island. <laughs> you open up a map, and it's just a bunch of spots that are permanently closed. <laughs> <laughs> Now serving as a yard. Well, now the beady feathers is gone. I don't know who's keeping Long John Silver's in business. (laughs) Plate or platter. Yeah. So (laughs) I get Taysom Hill. Craig gets (laughs) a lot of Long John Silver's Taco Bell combinations. Oh, God. That is (laughs) that is one hell of a combination. Email us at ringerfantasyfootball@gmail.com if you have uh, stories or thoughts on Long John Silver. Craig gets Trey McBride. DK, you got to get someone else. Well, fuck. Okay. Um, so Trey, uh, Trey McBride, Taysom Miller gone. I guess I'm going to go with Logan Thomas for the commanders. Tight end seven this year. Nobody cares. He's like the saints. Doesn't matter what he does. Nobody will ever acknowledge it. And he's the third on this list. (laughs) (laughs) He gets like eight targets every game that he's playing. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I'm going to go with him. He made actually a really sick diving catch. I think in this last game, just trying to Logan Thomas has been just like, has been decent for three years now. He's like 32 years old, former quarterback. Mm-hmm. One of the more bizarre careers ever. And he is just like a very useful, serviceable tight end in the NFL. And yep. no, nobody will acknowledge him. Plays with zero regard for his own safety too. <laughs> just like launches himself like he's diving out of a window. Uh, the other, Respect. if those guys aren't available, I also throw out Michael Mayer. We're recording this Monday. So maybe he sucked him on it at football. That's a bad recommendation. Right. And maybe he's great. It's obvious. But Michael Mayer, Along the Raider, the theme of all the rookie tight ends being really hot and good. 
Michael Mayer, hot, hopefully good. There you go. All the rookie tight ends are attractive. What's and I'm about, on? They are. And I'm about to, uh, I'm just going to capitulate, screw it. I'm just going to Donald Parham Jr. That's my like, I'm like, all right, screw it, whatever. Just give into the wave. Gerald Everett's hurt. I'll never, I will never Donald give Parham, in. It's, it's, he's like the new, he's an up and coming Brock Purdy. He's too tall. He's going to, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. He's like the Wemby like of tight ends. I can't the do The theme it. of the Chargers. It's like, they're all just kind of too tall. Except their running back is literally the shortest running back in the league. But yeah. Oh, well, let's got to average it out. All right. We are supported by NFL Sunday Ticket on YouTube and YouTube TV if you're a fantasy football fan. NFL Sunday Ticket is an absolute must-have, and it's now available at a lower midseason price. And now that it's on YouTube and YouTube TV, it's easier than ever to keep up with your fantasy team on Sundays since you can watch up to four preset games at once on multi-view. All right. We've reached the halfway point of the season, which, again, is great because you can get the midseason price. For NFL Sunday tickets starting at $174, who are a couple guys that you will be watching closely in the second half? I mentioned a few receivers earlier. I like all the rookie, these younger rookie guys, like Jonathan Mingo, Traylon Burks, Michael Wilson. Uh, I think how the rookie receivers respond, the guys who haven't done much, picking it up later, and then also guys like Jordan Addison who have been great so far and seeing they keep it up. DK Craig, is any guys you're keeping an eye on in the second half? Absolutely. William D. Levis, baby. Can't wait to see what he does the second <laughs> half of the year. The Mayo Man himself. I don't know what his nickname is yet, but it's coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm, I'm locked in on Will Levis playing the, uh, playing the Steelers this week. I'm going to go with Quentin Johnson for the Chargers. Rookie receiver at a TCU. He had a quiet start to the season, but now with Mike Williams on the injured reserve, he has a real opportunity to have a strong second half. So excited to see what he can do. All right, thanks to NFL Sunday Ticket on YouTube and YouTube TV for sponsoring this segment. It truly is the best place to keep up with all your favorite teams at a market Sunday afternoon games. And now you can watch up to half of the NFL season for half the price. Get NFL Sunday Ticket for only $174 when bundled with YouTube TV, where you get even more football. Sign up at youtube.com slash ringer fantasy. Terms, embargoes, device, and content restrictions apply. No cancellations. I'm having a blast with YouTube TV. It is like the best football viewing experience. Every Sunday, it is so easy and smooth. Genuinely like loving it. Whether or not that Absolutely. makes the ad. Like, I'm, I'm loving it. The ad actually is over, but I agree. The YouTube TV, it's, it's been, been great. Um, life altering. Yeah, I like highly recommend it. The multi-view, everything about it is like really smooth and great. I, I, YouTube in general, I just like continues to be good. All right, quarterbacks this week. If you got to stream them. I don't know about you guys. I feel like the obvious ones are Sam Howell, who is the number one fantasy quarterback this week so far. Playing the Patriots, which is a little scary because the Patriots can rock young quarterbacks, but I don't know. Still was the number one guy. And then otherwise, it's also like Will Levis and the Titans, who was mm-hmm. really good. And part of me is like, this is, would be a classic uh, snip snap to like add Levis and put him in because he was good. And then he's just a rookie. But I feel like he had the four touchdowns, but he didn't rush at all. And I feel like it's seven carries, 11 yards. But we could still see him more as a red zone weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh Derek Carr's playing the Bears. Ugh. Daniel Jones could come back against the Raiders. Yikes. Gardner Minshew. I'd almost rather I like Gardner Minshew Panthers. against Carolina. I thought that one's good. Um, and then the other one to keep in mind here, if it ends up being Taylor Heineke again this next week, because Arthur Smith, he didn't really commit to going back to Desmond. It's going to be Heineke. Yeah. So Taylor Heineke, he always seems to be like, he, he just has sort of a YOLO attitude as a quarterback. He's willing to push it downfield. Yeah. And so he can always be like, a good fantasy fill-in every once in a while, too. So I thought uh, Heineke versus Minnesota. Would you play Heineke over, like, Will Levis? Uh, my personality no. is I my, I would probably play Will Levis. I would, too. Yeah. It's like, I want what's in the box, you know? 
you could have Heineke, who we've seen before, or maybe it's a boat in there. Who knows? We'll love a mystery box. They're yeah. playing the Steelers without Minka Fitzpatrick on a Thursday. They're at Pittsburgh, though. That's kind of scary. I feel like on Thursday night, the road teams don't usually fare that well. Well, the home teams don't either if you're in Pittsburgh. So, <laughs> Defense, Patriots defense also playing Sam Howell. And I know the Eagles did not sack Sam Howell last week, which is crazy, but I kind of don't care. Like at some point, I still feel like Sam Howell is the Taylor Swift tour coming. Like he's just dropping, like, you know, economic fortune every city he travels to. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Sam Howell, like, that's still just like a good strategy. And then the Washington defense versus the Patriots, because it's like Mac Jones can do anything. I mean, I'm not exactly impressed. I mean, oh they my feel gosh, like, their offense is awful. Yeah, yeah, Washington might trade Chase Young or Montez Sweat between now and then. I kind of still don't care. I feel like they're, they'll rock them. And then also, I'm not Zach Wilson. I've seen him. I don't care. Charge defense versus the Jets. Joey Bosa. Get the New cool York Matt. teams out of my face. No. <laughs> Craig's more best York. take is that the Giants and Jets should play each other every week until the season ends. <laughs> Seventeen games. Nobody would have a problem them. with it. The New York yep. <laughs> League. Spanish them. Get them out of that shitty turf field. They can just play on that every every week. I don't ever want to watch either the Jets or the Jets. It'll be raining. Nobody will know it's raining. It's okay. So those are our picks. And the big news is that we've introduced a new segment to all this, which is that we have Kai's guys, especially for really for two reasons, because Kai doesn't eat a lot of food. And then the absolute revelation that Kai's name means the word means food. And so we've had him. We're going to have Kai... Pick one of us, our players. I've already got it. He doesn't even have to think about it. I'm feeling good. Wow. You know, one and oh. Kai, are you nervous? Because we're going to take you to Long John Silver's next week. <laughs> That's, I'll quit. Choose wisely, my friend. The Long John Silver's Taco Bell combo. Your insides are going to be just destroyed. <laughs> Give us a quick recap. So DK's got Zach Charbonnet, Khalil Shakir, and Logan Thomas. Hyphen says Chuba Hubbard, Rashid Shahid. <laughs> And Taysom Hill. These are great names. Just fantastic <laughs> waiver wire yeah. names here. Amari DiMarcado for Craig. Demario Douglas. Trey McBride. I mean, it's just so obvious. I have to go Craig. You went TCU. Yeah. I gotta, it's the bit, man. Go for it. I would go with Craig's too. These fucking trivia Let's questions. Go. Well, that's the thing. So Kai chose my guys last week and, and he won, which is unfortunate because yep. that means this week we won't make you eat anything. But I, I mean, I honestly, I hope Craig's players suck. The best way this could end is just like, I'm never wrong. It's like I just keep getting it right. And there's no God! <laughs> You can't keep getting away with this. Oh, well, uh, thank you for investing your money in me, Kai. I, I hope, I, honestly, I hope I lose. I mean, so there's nothing money, in it for me. Lifelong personal demons. <laughs> don't let me down, please. What would you even get at Long John Silver's, Kai? I don't know. What do they offer? Like, like I like fast food more than most, like an unhealthy amount, and I wouldn't even go there. That's how Kai, do is. you like fish and chips? Like a deep fried, deep fried like fish, fish and, and chips? chips? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Does? Done. We'll get that. Yeah, I do like wow. fish and chips. Oh. But fish and chips can be awful if it's made wrong. So it's like that. That's correct. Right. Wrong Kai, silver you're fish in and L- chips is probably awful. Kai is in LA for the week. Kai, if you have a down... I don't know how long you're here, but if you have a down moment, go to Malibu Seafood and get their fish and chips. It is the best fish and chips Oh, I've ever had. Oh, I'm down. Fantastic. I'm so in. It's right on the water. It's a little bit of a drive. Really pretty. I'm planning though. to go to Malibu this week, so that'll actually be perfect. Definitely go. It's awesome. How do you do your fish and chips? Do you put a little vinegar on there? Do you dip it in uh, the oh, tartar dry, sauce? Dry as a bone. Yeah. God. <laughs> Just the chips and the fish and <laughs> nothing else. Just I was going to recommend how good the tartar sauce is at Malibu Seafood, but wouldn't matter. Dry as a bone. God. 
<laughs> I want to get enough, Kai you know in front what? of that, like the Euro Dreams of sushi, like those, like like you know the sushi uh, chef where someone yeah. he asked they asked to have cooked fish, and they were kicked out of the restaurant. I want to get Kai in there. <laughs> I just want to put Kai in front of all the top chefs in the world and just watch them interact. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get Kai with Dave Chang. We gotta just get him figure that out. All right. Well, thanks, Kai. We'll see. We'll see if you have to eat a strawberry next week. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait. Whatever it is. Honestly, I'm a little scared. I'm losing sleep every week over this. Like this has become more important than your actual fantasy football team every week. You're just like praying that my three players. I was checking Taysom Hill's numbers. I was like, (laughs) tell me he got in the end zone. Stop giving it to him. Yeah. Oh, no, actually, you were (laughs) rooting for him. I saw. Oh, yeah, Yeah. I was. Big Taysom Hill fan last last Sunday. All right. Well, best of luck, Kai. Thank you. All right. We have a few corrections. Uh, so many ways. One, I said last week that part of Spygate was this Patriots filming the Rams Super Bowl practices and a lot, so many angry Patriots fans emailed in to yell at me and say that that was actually retracted by Chris Mortensen um, long ago. Yeah, get it right. And that it was hearsay and they were furious and I just apologized to all of them individually about there were so many Patriots cheating scandals it was hard to keep them together. So, (laughs) Ah, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Also, Incredibly, we spent like 10 minutes last night joking how Tommy DeVito sounds like a character that Joe Pesci would play. That is, in fact, the name of Joe Pesci's character in Goodfellas. It is Tommy no DeVito. Shit. Wow. That is it his is. Name. I, I literally said, I was like, he sounds like he's hanging out with Robert De Niro in Goodfellas, which is the character of that Tommy DeVito. Quite literally was correct. That was wow. actually good. With have Jimmy been more Conway. Accurate. Like that, like just shocking. Amazing. So he also has a gold chain that says TD on it. That's incredible. That's perfect. People were trying to make fun of that. I'm like, actually, if your initials are TD and you're a quarterback, then you you have to have a cold chain that says TD. Is he a quarterback, though, if if the team doesn't want him to throw the football? Well, he did throw. He just lost yardage. Okay. He had negative (laughs) yards. Technically. But he threw. So, okay, fair enough. All right. Another correction. We, like, just forgot to do the burn book. Like, we just forgot. Mm -hmm. I was just lost among the... um, Horror of Giants Jets. So I, I would like to nominate Miles Sanders for the burn book. I think Miles Sanders should be burned. Yeah, that's an easy one. I can go along with that. Like, I don't disagree. I had him on my list. But the only reason why I'm hesitant is because, like, I think there's just a chance that he had, again, he missed one game because of injury. Then there was a bye. And then this week, he didn't play a lot. But I'm like, before that, he was actually like, eh, no, he was kind of bad. What's he the downside of burning him? Game. He's never going to do anything for His, you anyway. He had 72 yards in week one and since then has not had 45 in a single game. Yeah, okay. And I guess considering people probably drafted him thinking like, I'm going to get like a solid 12 to 15 Starter. points a game from this guy. People, there were probably people who took Miles Sanders over Keenan Allen. I will say hovering around this list, Chris Olave and Aaron Jones. I'm, I got my eye on you guys. Okay, the most important update of the week. We got emails from people on how cameras capture rain. Mm, I've been wondering about this. So Craig, Craig, we had a, a spirited discussion last night. And incredibly, this guy's name, I'm going to leave out his first name because I don't want to just say it, but I will just say his last name was, was Lore. And I thought it was hilarious because I was like, thank you, Lore. <laughs> also, that's funny. Usually people don't, like usually you wouldn't admit, omit the, the first name because I feel like you're more identifiable by the last name, but okay. <laughs> Well, you don't know how it's spelled. It can be spelled like seven different ways. I'm just saying it's it's a little easier than if you just said like this guy's name's Mike. But continue. <laughs> but I wanted to say it with Lore. That was the, yeah. We uh, we get it. Yeah, it's fine. Well, we're gonna find you, Lore. 
All right. Well, anyway, lore. I've been shooting lore. local sports, high school, lore. minor league baseball, soccer, hockey, etc., for 15 years, and you can't see the rain because of how open the iris of the camera is to let in more light while you're shooting downward at a playing surface that is darker, causing the rain to fade into the background. And this is where I was like, Boom. oh my God. To show you rain, they point the camera at a light pole so the light behind the rain is brighter than what the camera's shooting at. And that was like a eureka moment where I'm like, yes, everything right. of rain they show, they're pointing at the random thing. I'm like, oh my God. So my answer about the focal point was sort of close. No, you had a no. different answer. That was no, he said. No. Also, the frame rate of the camera. <laughs> no, no, no. I said the, the focal point was is you're focusing down on the players and things like that. I was on the right track. I wasn't technically correct. Well, none of us were technically correct. I think some of us were spiritually correct. But you said guys. something about these frame two rate, guys trying to tell me how incorrect I was. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with what you're These focusing on. It's guys. just what's it's what's behind the rain, whether it's this dark or light. This is a very light. weird situation because I was trying to give DK credit for saying. I'm like, did who? Did, when are you brought up frame rate? Mm -hmm. DK did bring up frame rate. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. What are you trying to say? Frame rate. Is this a bit? What is going on right now? Okay. I'm, you said the word frame rate. What about it? <laughs> Continue. Explain what also, you mean. Also, the by frame, frame rate. rate of the camera can match the speed of the falling rain. Oh, thank you. So it's okay. missing the droplets. And That's then on me. I, I, I got that wrong. So I feel like I was way closer to right than you guys. Just saying. And he also says you can sometimes see the rain when it's a downpour or the rain is slanting. So the field of view is oversaturated with rain and that shows up when it's mm. raining sideways. Interesting. Thank you for the answer. That's very helpful. The light Lauren. thing is very interesting. They always have to show bright lights and then you can see the rain. So, well, I will say, DK, I think you were right. But really what we're talking about is rain is see-through. That's really what we're going at it's here. It's translucent. Actually. Rain is see-through. We clear. never figured out if it's translucent or transparent. Because <laughs> the water's clear. That's a good question. I feel like rain is, has to be transparent to some degree because it's like distilled water, right? Like distilled water is definitely transparent. <laughs> But maybe the rain there's no, itself. There's no is barrels too small. and soot and stuff in it. Yeah. Yeah. Like distilled water is like the definition of transparent. Well, I, I right? wouldn't say it's the definition. An example of the definition <laughs> yeah. of transparent. <laughs> yeah. Exemplary. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because it's still, still water, clear still water is incredibly transparent. Like it's, I mean, it, it's like glass, right? Like if you're. Yeah. I guess glass is the definition of transparent because a mirror is just yeah. a piece of silver with glass in front of it. Um, by the way, we had several emails too about uh, laminar laminar flow, which is what I was talking about, where the water's coming out at such an even rate everywhere that it looks like it's frozen in time. I didn't know what you meant. These videos, I've never seen them before. They're incredible. Thank you. Um, it's there. If you just go to the, there's a Reddit, sub, there's a subreddit about laminar flow. Dude, it's incredible. The laminar flow Reddit is wild. I also sent you a, a link from Black Magic Fuckery subreddit, which is one of my favorite oh. subreddits. It's like all this wild shit that like blows your mind. Um, is that where the witch? Is that where like dogs are accused of being witches? Uh, maybe. Yeah, Black Magic Fuckery is like basically like I don't know. It's a, I don't know what a good example of. It's like something that just you you don't understand how the fuck it's working kind of deal. But this laminar flow, like if you you're watching a video, it looks like the water is frozen in time. It looks like you're looking at a still photo and then someone will like run their hand through the flow and it's like, whoa, what the yeah. fuck? It's insane. <laughs> it looks like an icicle or something. Yeah. All right. That's all we got. Or 
So we, well, we actually last night speaking of this is really in the corrections bucket. Have a little bit we want to play from the Sunday night recording. Yeah, we probably sound a little punch drunk because we were because it was late at night and we were looking up old football player names and we were just laughing our asses off. We stopped recording last night's show. We're talking about Beady Feathers. And we had so much fun going through the list that we actually just like turned the mics back on and uh, we could just add, we're going to add that to the end of the show. You're so beady feathers. Okay, everyone, I don't know what show this is going on. This could be on Sunday, Monday. All I know is it's, it's at this point, Monday night, we just did our Sunday week eight show. We recorded it. We're already done. And I, I blew it. I blew it. I, I was on this list of the all time leaders in rushing yards per attempt. And it includes quarterbacks. And I screwed it up because I stopped at number at number tied for number one with Michael Vick is Beatty Feathers. And Beatty. I screwed it up. Beatty Feathers. Or Beatty, maybe. <laughs> 1930 or Beatty. It's 1934 Chicago Bears. I stopped there. I got to go down the rest of the list. So number four, Lenny Moore. Right. What I missed was Lenny Moore's under twice. Tied with Lenny Moore. 1953 Rams. Skeet Quinlan. Skeet. Skeet. The, not only is Skeet like an all-time name, Skeet, Skeet Quinlan. Skeet Quinlan. So he, so he opted for Skeet? Like, that's obviously not his name. So, and he was like, you know what? Screw my name. Call me Skeet. Let me look him up. Doctor, this is like this is on the same level of like Dr. Chim Richards. This is like from a freaking Skeet Quinlan. Much like Cloyce Box, Skeet Quinlan's photo on Wikipedia is a is a drawing it's a painting <laughs> skeet there's actually a lot here skeet s-k-e-e-t his, fir his first name that, his yeah, right. first name is volney <laughs> volney which now explains why he went by skeet this is like a poster he went to san diego state no, nice. stop go, it. Go state. No, he didn't. <laughs> he did. He's an Aztec. Great. You guys are in the same, we're in the same class, probably. He, he perhaps <laughs> is the first Aztec. Not Thousands only that, years. his Wikipedia page is the Ske Volney Ralph Skeet Quinlan Jr. <laughs> Jr. <laughs> Skeet, like my father before me. Please call me Skeet. Volney was like, you know what my son needs? The name Volney. <laughs> Skeet, Skeet is the shortest Wikipedia page I've ever seen. It is two sentences and that's it. Well, it's one name. I got to keep going. Okay, so we got um, Russell Wilson, Justin Fields, Joe Maniachi for 1939 Bears, Lenny Moore again, Hugh McElhaney, Tobin Rote. <laughs> Tobin <laughs> Rote. Dr. Tobin Rote. R-O-T-E. Michael Vick again. Bobby Douglas, Lamar twice, Joe Perry. Then we got, keep going, Tank Younger. <laughs> <laughs> Tank Younger. It's Damn. <laughs> Ward Cuff. <laughs> Ward Cuff. <laughs> Ward Cuff. I just, man, I just love the idea of like, all right, our, our kid's last name is going to be Cuff. What should we name him? Maybe something with a couple syllables? Break things up? Ward. Nah, Ward. 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 Uh, Keith Lincoln, Charlie Trippy, Mercury Morris, which I feel like he's just known for yeah. complaining about underfeeded teams, but it's a pretty incredible name. Ernie Cattle, Cadell, C A D D E L. I don't know. Cattle. Cat I don't know that, that one. 
Dick Bass. <laughs> you know what's great about all these people is like r- reading about Ward Cuff. They all play every sport. Like when he, he went to Marquette, he played football. <laughs> he was the heavyweight boxing champion and held the school record for javelin. <laughs> they just do no everything. <laughs> they had five athletes back in the day. There's an, Ward Cuff is another player who has punting pictures. They all took these pictures of themselves punting. But you can't see the ball. Also, like back back in the day, they, they like uh, like all the stats are like how many points they scored, which is like not how we refer to things anymore. It's like it's like Ward Cuff was the team's career scoring leader with 319 points. I'm like, what sport are we talking about? <laughs> oh, so the funniest part of this list is it's the all time season by season list of yards per attempt, and it includes quarterbacks. So the people that are back to back to back, you guys reading this list, it literally goes. <laughs> H, literally 6.0. All these guys are tied at 6.0 yards per attempt in a season. It's Adrian Peterson, Bosch Pritchard, nice. CJ Bosch. Spiller, J.K. Dobbins, and then it's Skeet Quinlan again. Skeet. Skeet. All State legend. It's seeing the name CJ Spiller, J.K. Dobbins, Skeet Quinlan, back to back. To back. Yo, I got to get a Skeet Quinlan SDSU jersey now. Skeet. Skeet Quinlan looks like fucking Paul Newman. Is that the salad dressing guy? He probably did well at SDSU. Look at him. Wow. Oh what a jawline. Wait, I, I can't see a picture. All I have is like this poster of him. I, I just, I texted it to the gang here. Look, <laughs> look at him. Look at Volney there. <laughs> Volney. Looks like a leading man. Wow. Look at him. He does look like Paul Newman. Does he have any salad dressing? Should we start to skeet salad dressing? I don't think that oh, would sell as well. Look at that jaw. Volney. He looks like fucking the guy from uh, Top Gun, the new movie, the new Top Gun. What's his name? Miles Teller. Yeah, no, he looks like Miles or Glenn Powell. Oh yeah, Quinlan looks like Miles Teller. <laughs> well, Miles Teller is actually a stage name. He's Skeet the Third. That's right. Look at this photo Volney. I just sent you. I know this is bad podcasting. The Skeet Quinlan photo of him on the Rams. You can see the stands behind him, and there's no one there. <laughs> we got it. Yeah, LA really never had a football culture, did they? <laughs> wow, the Rams helmets were the same back then too. That's kind of rad. Damn, still bad back then. All right. Volney. Oh, the old Vol. Ray Carlton, but it's spelled W-R-A-Y. Ray. Wow. Next to Thomas Rawls for the 2015 Seahawks. Oh, yeah. Thomas Rawls. Abner. Abner Haynes. Abner. That's an old school name. Don Calhoun. Oh, I remember this guy in Madden. Steve Van Buren. Stump Mitchell. He's the Browns running back coach. Stump. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, we should probably go. I could do this forever. All right, back to whatever we're doing. That's all we got. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Kai and Carlos for both producing the show. Thank you to Beady Feathers. Thank you, Skeet. Thank you to, yeah, Skeet, Skeet. Quinlan. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Lore, and thank you, Lord. Lord. Uh, thank you, Miley Cyrus. What's your favorite I, Miley Cyrus John song? Was sitting right there. Little John. Yeah. Skeet oh, Quinlan. skeet, skeet. Oh yeah. I in fact sang that. I think at one point during the earlier video. Um, my favorite Miley Cyrus song is "Party in the USA." Nice. It's a, it, it's a certified banger. 
It is. It has really endured, I'm saying. Like, it's really, I feel like it came out, it was big. And then it's now it's kind of like fallen into like, like classic. It's, it's like 2000s classic now when it comes on. It's like, it's joined the like Black Eyed Peas, uh, I got a feeling like, man, I feel like a woman. Like people love Party in the USA. I I may have shared this on the pod before, but Rivers Cuomo, the um, lead singer for Weezer, is like this massive mm-hmm. music nerd. He went to like Harvard or somewhere. He's, you know, like he tries to intellectualize making a pop song. And he's done this for mm-hmm. years. And he like he's he's got all these binders of uh, all the most popular um, pop songs in history and like what made them so popular and all this stuff. And he was talking about Party in the USA. And he was basically like, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he was like, the melodies are insane. I fucking love. I'm like so <laughs> jealous of Miley Cyrus for that song. And I just like think that's so great. Because it's true. That is cool. It's a great song. I have a Paul Newman moment. It's a great song. Uh, Rivers Cuomo. I had no idea he was lead singer of the band Weezer. I was like, oh, that's the guy who had that feature with the B.O.B. song, Magic. Oh, I didn't even realize that was yeah, him. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, oh, dude, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's oh, that's what he does before the song. Weezer, cool. Oh. Good, <laughs> good, for good song. She does good covers. Covers are incredible. The, Do- uh, the Dolly Parton one, uh, Zombie. Zombie. She does like Joan Jett covers. She did uh, Paul Simon, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover on SNL. That was really good. They just um, put this on. Shout out Spotify. They just put this on Spotify, I believe. But she did. The, um, there's a video of her doing rec- of Dolly Parton and her doing Wrecking Ball into I Will Always Love You. Hmm. It's great. You know the scene from, oh shit, I can't remember the name of the movie. It was uh, like the, the Christmas bodyguard? comedy. No, the Christmas comedy. Oh. Oh God! Now I'm like blanking on all the possible names. Possible. Uh, our guy, Lampoon? the guy who's uh, in this is the end. Seth the Rogen. Guy. Yes, Seth Rogen. Christmas. Remember this? Seth Rogen. Christmas comedy with Seth Rogen. And oh yeah, with jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes. Oh, the night before. Yes. Yeah, that's it. And then I never the, saw it. The actress from The Office, who's also one of the writers, is in that movie. She's Mindy explaining. Kaling. Yeah, Mindy Kaling. She, I'm really good at names, guys. Uh, anyway, say, you're <laughs> such a father. This is the most father conversation. This I've is ever like had. the guy from uh, that thing. I'm a, I'm not even kidding you. Like this is a total aside. Like I'm terrified of saying anyone's names to them because I am so bad with names. Like incredibly bad with names. It's like a blind spot. Like there's this thing called face blindness where you can't remember someone's face. I can't remember anyone's fucking names for the life of me. It's just part of who I am. Anyway, uh, in that movie, Minnie Kaling is like at a party. She's like. Wrecking Ball is the greatest song ever. You can dance to it. You can cry to it. You can be mad to it. I just thought that was cool. I was like, that's That's so true. (laughs) Glad we got there. Yeah. Big Miley fan, DK. I remember your name, Heifetz, because we have the same name. Do you know that's why they gave us the show together? Yeah. We gave us, they they did the show together at first because they were like, you can't remember any other co-host's name, so. Oh, God, dude. You couldn't remember Will Levis' name. I get anxiety when I try and think of people's names. It's sucks is this why you never want to do the name the baseball player names with me part of it yeah i have a very specific blind spot for names it's weird i can't do numbers like 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 player numbers like if somebody was like what number was philip rivers like i have no idea this is why i couldn't remember will levis's name i'm like i got nothing i have no fucking idea what his name is <laughs> I like what number is josh like allen months. i don't know i think he's in the 17 17 Okay. I don't know. Let me see. Is that right? That is right. 
I think I'm I I think I'm like legit way better. I could guess someone's weight before I could guess their name. Like their that's height. The, and that's weight. the funny part about the names is that you know every single player. If you give me the name, you can give me their height and weight for yeah. every single player in the NFL. I'm like incredibly accurate with giving. Wait, wait every can we reverse engineer like that? And height. If I just say 5'10", 190, can you just in your head Rolodex every player's like name Doug like Baldwin. that way? Yeah. <laughs> What's Will Levis's height and weight? Uh, let's see, six three, two thirty. That's so twenty five or something like that. So wait, six, two, Hi, Vince, you just you said 5'10", 190, and he said Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin is five ten, one eighty nine. That's insane. <laughs> That's so fucked up that he. Can I'm do telling that. you, brains are fucking weird. That's so crazy. All right, goodbye, everyone. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit one 800 gambler.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.